0: Trust but then the you'll process. talk forever
1: and then you'll move no, on to the next subject no. and then we'll get an opportunity to if say someone... it. Basically, this
0: is why we got divorced. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real life stories and thought provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher
2: Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting podcast. Where's the trust at these days? Like, who's trustworthy in the city? Who who has trust? You know, here's an interesting thing. First of all, before I get started. Can I say something? Can I say something? I was just going to say, Christopher, hello. How are you? Hi, Kyle. How are you?
1: Listen, I was going to say, if we're looking for trust, we won't find it in you. (laughs)
2: Um, Okay. That actually might be true on one particular occasion. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, in a second, because
1: I can't wait
2: for for leaders.
1: Folks, this is being recorded and Kyle <laughs> never admits his mistakes. Never.
2: We are plagued with this thing about trust. And I think there's two camps of trust. And I, I'm curious where you sit on trust. There's one camp that says, listen, Uh, you have to earn my trust. Like, you have to earn it. You have to do things to earn it. I don't give it away. It takes time for me. Um, Depends on what's happening, right? So that that camp that, hey, you have to earn my trust, right? And then the other camp, which is like me, who's like, I have no reason not to trust you. Like, I'll freely give it. I'll freely say, hey, you know what? Sure. Until you prove me wrong, right? Until you've done something that is not trustworthy. So which camp are you in? A or B? Yeah. I'm in the camp that says trust requires equaling
1: levels of vulnerability. So mm. I think that in society, we have hiring, we have, we, we create hierarchies in society. Yeah. And I think my value system says that if you are higher on that hierarchy, and, and look, I'm not saying I like the hierarchy, because my position is that like human beings are human beings. So I don't care if your name is Oprah Winfrey, the Queen of England or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're just another human being who's making like, I, I really don't do the pedestal thing very much in life. Mm-hmm um and i'm so sorry Kyle that means you have fallen from grace in my eyes anyway um
2: <laughs> everyone has fallen from your grace that is that's a true
1: story so so from my perspective i think it requires equaling levels so my value system says that if you are higher on that level or you believe you're higher on that level um even though it's just a man-made thing right um or a human made thing rather, um, then I think you need to lead uh, with vulnerability to create trust first. That doesn't always happen. So maybe your leader or someone in your life that would be considered higher on this stupid hierarchy we create Mm -hmm. has had some trauma or something. So you then that person might need to lead with vulnerability instead. Um, but, But I think that trust comes uh, from equaling vulnerabilities. And we see this because trust gets broken so fast when one person is more vulnerable than another person and then they continue to be vulnerable and the other person doesn't go there, then the person who's vulnerable stops sharing, they stop being vulnerable, they stop mm-hmm. showing up. Um, so so that's kind of, I like maybe I take a weird perspective. So I do think that trust is earned I think trust is earned, but we have to have a starting place. And it's, it, you know, I say we start fairly uh, at a micro level and then we just grow.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm going like to, i want to, you know, like it grows vulner- and grows, but it has to
1: grow on both sides.
2: Yeah. I, I want to get to vulnerability. Um, trust in a second, what, you know, the work that we do, we usually call it uh, vulnerability-based trust. So I wanna get back to that in a second, Um, what you mean by that, so, because I'm sure people are wondering, like, trust is trust, right? Uh, I I just wanna go back to something you talk about, the hierarchy there for a second, because right or wrong, people are gonna put people in that type of, uh, you know, different categories, because when you're a leader, you know, based on your title, regardless of how, you know, um, approachable you are, people have a certain way of perceiving you right or wrong. They just Agreed. do. So they're going to sometimes automatically figure, well, he's a leader. I better trust him. All right. And and that's usually what happens. We, we just keep to validate a, that.
1: That's my problem with it too, because mm-hmm. I am an employee advocate more than, than I am a leader advocate. And <laughs> that's when, I say true. That,
2: Amen. when I say
1: that, that doesn't mean I'm against the leader. I'm not against the leader. What it means is that I think leaders forget. How far they've come, and I think they're so busy trying to right. manage what their higher ups are giving them, that right. they're not that they're they're actually forgetting to lead with human first, right? They're forgetting okay. to lead with the human factor. So here's the thing. With this, I, I the one of the things that drives me nuts about the employee factor, is that employees' expectations of their leaders because they do pedestal them, mm-hmm. it. They're, they're out of line with reality. The reality is, is that all of our leaders are just human beings, and they sure. are far from perfect. And I think leaders, some of the reason why they get into where they are is because they've chosen to take on more risk and make more mistakes than other people who maybe choose to play it safe. I know there's a whole bunch of bias in what I just said, yeah. but do you understand what I'm saying? Of course, of course
2: i do i mean I do and I think we could unpack that in a couple of different ways as well and yes there are humans and sometimes you know they're believing the hype themselves thinking I cannot since I'm the leader I cannot fail I cannot this and and they create into something that is not sustainable that's the issue it's not sustainable and then when they fall from grace so to speak then it becomes a bigger issue right and I've said you know previously to to teams that I've worked with I said listen I don't mind eating crow i just like to eat it when it's young and tender i don't need something to happen where you, you fail to tell me you know six eight yeah you months need to know soon yeah i That's need to it. know soon so mm-hmm. i can get in front of it I, my I
1: trust is my trust is instantly broken um uh when and you know there i have my own issue to work on around this mm-hmm. and i do but but when i've been vulnerable and i i create what i believe is a safe safe space so i share vulnerabilities i express vulnerabilities the whole bit and then i find out 6 months later that somebody was pissed at me or didn't like mm-hmm. what i was doing or was upset right. i'm like but you didn't tell me mm-hmm. and especially if i find out about it through the grapevine i'm just like now i'm like i go to that place you know it's it's a trigger for me like i go to that place of like fuck you mm-hmm. like Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, I poured my heart, I did my very best. And the only thing I asked was that you came to me and I know it's hard to come, but I, I even tell people, especially team members, but I tell friends, everybody, I'm like, even if you don't know what to say, you can say, I'm upset with you. And I don't know the word. I don't have the words Mm -hmm. or whatever, but it's like when I find out like way after the fact that somebody didn't say something and they've been harboring it or it changed their impression of me without giving me an opportunity to respond to it, Mm -hmm. I lose so much trust in that moment. Okay.
2: So tell me about that. What happens when you lose trust in someone? How is the interaction usually like for you?
1: Um, well, it's, I'm a little, little bit similar to you because I know for you, like when Kyle's done, he's done. You, like you are yeah. dismissed. Like he is, he's done with you. For me, I'd say I have a little bit of that where it's just like, I'm done with you. But I think for me, the interaction, it's certainly more contentious. And I tend, I tend to go to a place of questioning. So I try to, you know, take, you know, take the approach of like, I need you to explain to me what happened. So I start to ask questions. And my intention is not to grill them, right?
2: Uh, But sometimes it it feels that way. I'm I am sure tell you from the prison f- end. <laughs> it feels that way. Make from no the pr- Did you
1: say I can tell you from the pr- prisoner's end? Do you <laughs> no, feel like you're in a prison
0: when you interact no, with me?
2: No, from the, the person that's on the other end. Sometimes it feels that way. And, you know, there's times where I think I've been chatting with you and you're like, yeah, but... And I can't even get a word in because you already are saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it could <laughs> yeah, also but, but feel punitive. To be fair,
1: right? you, you break trust with me... At least four times a day. So, so, so. It's different with you than it is with other people.
2: Okay. and So I think it, that's has to be,
1: it has to be punitive because yes, that's what you're used it to.
2: Doesn't, it doesn't have to be, but I think that's what's happening for people. You know, I because I remember a situation where, you know, we went through a period in the business where, um, you know, the expenses were going more out faster than the income was coming in. You know, I'll never forget this day. And maybe it's the triggering of the date that's coming up. It was on June 18th. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and it happened to be my birthday as well and so um you called and you were calling about all these other things and in that moment i'm just like i already know it's going to work out but in that moment you know you're seeing numbers and you're seeing different things and you just and i just thought oh i need to tell him this but you know so the vulnerability based trust for me is is about i have to tell him this he's going to react the way he's going to react which is not going to be good right and i just have to allow that to happen right because sometimes we're trying to spare ourselves. right when we're not honest with certain things and i think that's one of the things when we talk about how you can increase trust with people is by being honest um, and it's sometimes with withholding that honesty, where we're like, "Well, I wasn't lying." And the th- use of the things we tell ourselves is because we're trying to avoid the interaction or the conflict, right? That's happening. And I know for me, that's exactly what I was trying to avoid, especially on my birthday, dude. Like it was my birthday. And you're asking me these stupid-ass questions about where's this? Where's the money coming <laughs> from from this? What about this expense? Let me understand. Try and I use. See, just going, if oh. you
1: took care of business before you left, it wouldn't have happened on your birthday. Sure, but probably you left and Probably. I, i'm like I oh to i'm gonna take it.
2: an opportunity here and
1: you I'm, know i'm
2: being honest that i did not want to deal with it i did not want to have see that, that ha- but that does happen yeah. though right yeah. like i think that
1: it does happen and we do fear other people's reactions mm-hmm. for sure we do mm-hmm. we fear other people's reactions we don't want to let people down i think in north america we have a funny we're funny about it. Mm -hmm. I think particularly in Canada, if I'm stereotyping and I am stereotyping, not all Canadians are like this way, but, Mm -hmm. but just in my own bias, my own experience, Mm -hmm. you know, I see a lot of this, there's more uh, avoidance of conflict than there is actual, like have conflict and learn to make it productive.
2: Yeah. Which is something you teach. Actually you teach productive conflict in your, in your team trainings. Yeah, And so this is what happens when you think about, you know, not, and this is not just leaders, this is individual team members, followers, people on the team. I think when we think about trust and then I'll give you an opportunity to respond to this and vulnerability based trust is when we, when we talk about vulnerability, vulnerability based trust in our workshops that we do, you know, one of the main thing is vulnerability based trust is admitting mistakes, is actually asking for help, right? Because sometimes it may sound like, listen, I actually messed up. Right. Using one of Christopher's common words, I effed up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and just saying, this is what it is. And, and knowing that it can go either way. Right. That's the vulnerabilities, not knowing how it's going to play out. Right. What would the you say we that... think of vulnerability? Basically? Yeah,
1: that only works. I agree with you. That only works when like, it does have to be non-punitive, which doesn't, Mm -hmm. like, here's the thing is that we all have different impressions of punitive. Like, if your boss is disappointed or angry, some people perceive that as being punitive. But here's the thing, or your employee even, right, your team member, people are allowed to have their emotions. And so we end up in this weird, messed up situation in our culture, (laughs) where I feel like, it's like, we don't make it safe for, pe- for people to admit their mistakes. Yeah. We don't make it safe for people to admit their mistakes. We, because because we have emotional reactions. And I think right. in our society, we tend to be punitive on top of punitive. Like making the mistake is punitive enough. The person yeah. feels like crap already. Mm-hmm. We don't need to further punish and further punish and further punish on top of the mistake that they've made that that is you know that that's the problem and then the other issue is that i think in north america we actually don't have a good relationship with anger we see it as wrong or bad or whatever but but anger is an emotion we have there's nothing bad about anger there's nothing bad about disappointment it's just we don't have a good relationship with it so we don't allow ourselves to feel angry we're suppressed and so between those two things we can't actually have a real vulnerable authentic interaction Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because we're afraid to make mistakes we're afraid to admit those mistakes and then when we admit them We see someone's anger as punitive, and it's like, no, that's not punitive. Yeah. People are allowed to be angry and disappointed in you. Yeah. And no-lasts
2: even... forever. Are you an aspiring manager or already in a managerial position? Have you ever wondered why leading some people is easier for you than others? Would you like the tools to create a motivated workplace and a team culture? We have another showcase called
1: Unlocking Management Potential, where we will help you discover how your motivation and environment impact the workplace and effectiveness of your organizational performance. Visit our website, strategicleader.ca, and click on Showcase Series at the top of the screen. These showcases are absolutely complimentary. See you there!
2: Yeah. And even when you get angry, you, sometimes we feel that we have to make the other person feel the same, right? It's like, I'm angry yes. right now. So you have to be angry. You have to That's feel right. what I'm feeling. And we have to share that instead of but, just saying, but I get that from I'm, the perspective of yeah. empathy though. Mm-hmm.
1: People do need validation for their emotions. Sure.
2: Yeah. But not to the point. And I think if they don't get that, what I we often see is that they go to a place where I need you to feel it too then. Right? And it is, there's nothing about I need you to feel it to understand it. Here's another example that just happened this morning. I think sincerity morning. plays it. Sorry, I got to say something on this. I, th- I
1: think, girl, when you said it just happened this morning, now I'm nervous because I'm like, what bombshell is he going to drop on me that he wouldn't tell me before no, we got on good. this podcast? Um, <clears throat> here's, the with, here's the thing with with here's the thing with this sincerity. stuff. I think sometimes, I think when we talk about empathy, some people that I know whose initials are kk (laughs) might they go through the motions of empathy but it doesn't always come across as sincere Mm -hmm. they're going through the i'm going to check the box but it's not like whoa you know what like i i get why you're angry you know like man you have every right to be upset right like i think a lot of people miss the opportunity for sin for the sincerity through the empathy but they're going through the motions and they're saying words and i hear this all the time i understand why you feel that way but you don't understand anything if you're saying it like that i want you to go to the place of like i understand that you are angry and i understand that you're angry you know, maybe because um, it it makes more work for you. Like, or I understand that you might be angry because like, I think there's a, in these trainings, what people have been taught through the, you know, maybe the late nineties, two thousands, when we mm-hmm. were learning communication tools, we were taught what to say, but we weren't, and but we weren't taught how to feel about what we're saying. And I think that that's the part that's missing because it does miss sincerity. And without sincerity, trust will never be there. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Podcast over.
2: Listen, I can understand that, but we have to be mindful too that, you know, if you either trust what the person says or they don't, right? If the, the pattern repeats itself, then that's a different conversation. No, because I think that's too black you, and white, you, Kyle. No, I disagree. But you, you can't tell you, someone, especially me, you cannot tell someone <laughs> how am I going to feel and how I'm not going to feel, right? Because no, I, I, get, I know it's me. It's not
1: about you feeling and, it. It's about you. Hold on. Let me and, finish. And not just, not just you. Trust, not just you. trust the process. I'm talking generally with people. Trust but it's the not, process. Let me
2: finish. <laughs> Girl. Okay, but then you'll the talk forever
1: and then you'll move no, on to the next subject no. and then we'll get an opportunity to if say someone, it. Basically, this is why we got divorced.
2: If, if someone <laughs> was t- tracking, they'll realize you talk way more than I do. Okay, it's let true. the church say amen. So amen. let me just come back to that. It's just if you because what I heard was if you're missing the words that to really validate the person who understood what you're saying, then that's a different story because there's times when yeah, I admit I'm I, I get it. Got it. I that's the thing. I'm ready to move on. I don't want to be crying over spilt milk. Some people want to cry over spilt milk. I'm not saying one is better than the other. But if you're saying hold on Kyle, I think you're moving too fast. I need to understand when you say you understood what Happen? what exactly does it because it's important for you to hear those words and understand that not a problem but just because i don't say it in that moment doesn't mean i don't understand nor do i I care
1: i think this is the problem with leadership though is that there isn't enough of the human first and the human first Mm -hmm. requires an emotional connection and i know there's some leaders out there there's some pragmatists and objective thinkers i'm making quote signs that Mm -hmm. say this but there was a kyle there there was a meta-analysis done on thousands of studies about emotion. And, and when we talk about be objective, remain pragmatic, check your emotions at the door, right. that is, unless you are not neurotypical, that is, that is humanly, it is biologically impossible. Mm-hmm. Every circumstance we have goes through emotion first. Mm-hmm. It goes through emotion first it's just some people lead with emotion and some people have it tucked further back but it Mm -hmm. is impossible to bypass emotion unless you are not neurotypical so so why i'm bringing this up is because is because when we lead with human first it does require something called emotional granularity this is part of emotional intelligence it means because this is what happens people check the box it's like i understand why you feel that way it's like, it's like, but that's just a transaction that we were taught to say. We were not taught to feel through that transaction. Emotional granularity is a part of emotional intelligence. Emotional granularity means we use emotion-specific words in a granular way. By doing that, what we create is flexibility in our thinking. So we have less fixed thinking. When you say things like you either trust what a person is saying or you don't, that is not flexible thinking. That's that's binary. It's black and white. Sure. And I would ask you to say, but it is possible to be uncertain about your trust about what somebody mm. is saying. It is, it is possible to say, I trust this part of it, but not this part of it. It is possible right. to say, I'm not sure if I trust it yet. I need to see what comes in actions. And right. I think that our listeners are going to listen to this and say, Christopher's right. Kyle's wrong. And, and they will they trust continue, what I have
2: to say. <laughs> and if they continue listening, they'll hear how the same thing you just accused about the black and white thinkings when is you didn't hear those words you you didn't hear. You thought, okay, they didn't, right? And and, and you're absolutely right. It, it it comes back to that conversation that we build around trust that says either you're going to um engage in conversation you're going to ask for what you need so you can hear what you need or be very clear with hey i'm feeling this way right now i may be feeling that you may not have heard me right and again it still goes into that communication but this story i want to tell about what you what you talked oh, about girl, about the oh, vulnerability I mean, we're still telling based <laughs> trust about making it safe for them to actually engage so this morning one of our employees sent me a message and I'll, I'll read What's it literally. Team members. I like the word team member better than employee. team members. Okay. I, I trust that we're talking about the same people. Um, so the, <laughs> the conversation was, you know, um, that came over a text it says, good morning, Kyle. I will be late by 30 to 40 minutes today. FYI. So my response, because now think about as a leader, how would you respond to that? Right. And we know how certain leaders would have respond to it. Well, to- right? I
1: know totally. And the funny thing is I look at that and I'm like, in our office what's late like mm-hmm. like we i don't i don't know what's been communicated to him because he's on your mm-hmm. team but we w- mm-hmm. you know for the most part we have a pretty flexible depending on the role like obviously right you know we need we need our executive assistant sitting at the front mm-hmm. desk you know when clients it come in on. or whatever yeah. right but mm-hmm. but you know certain time periods although there's still flexibility there but But it's funny. It's like what's late? Like to me, that's like an opportunity for us to further communicate what that means. It's like, well, you know, to be clear, late would be like no communication. I think what you did is it's not an admission of lateness. It's more an inform. Hey, I'll be coming in at this time, but you're
2: not late. Like, there's guy. Why, when I'm about to interrupt you, you raise your voice? Is that your indication of I'm not supposed to interrupt you? Is that I just feel like
1: there's so much I have to say, Kyle and. When I look at our podcast listenership, I don't think anybody's actually listening.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so further to that text, I said, my reply was no worries. Thank you for letting me know right and, and i figured it was end of that we'll see the person when they get here not the problem but this is the part where we know that person is where we're now letting them know they can trust to be honest with us when we talk about some of that tip because the, his um I, the I, response just wait, before, was,
1: you, before you give the response i think that's exactly it how you responded to that mm-hmm. indicated safety it's like no problem like no big deal, right? Right. How you responded to that, you know, if you had said, um, you know, like, okay. Why are you late? How can you late? Thanks for letting you're me know. Supposed to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Or why are you late? Or even like, um, okay, you know, like it's day two. So, mm-hmm. you know, because this is a new team member, new right? Point. So it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, it's day two, you know, like how you responded to that immediately indicates. And I think the good thing that, you know, the great thing about, your your leadership style, Kyle, is that you have you are able to put it in perspective, right? So quickly, it's like like you're you can quickly go to what is the actual impact of this, not what's my emotional impact of this. Mm-hmm. And so, despite the fact that I like to rag on you so much because you do deserve it for being an unemotional monster. Uh, <laughs> um, this is this is one of the things this is one of the things you do extremely well is that you can put it you can set your own emotion aside not set it aside i think you filter through it very quickly and you say here's my emotional response to it but here's the actual impact so Mm. so your response to it was so appropriate
2: yeah i appreciate that and so and then the team member went on to say, Hey, no problem. Cause I said, thank you for letting me know. He said, no problem. He say, you know, um, so confidently I switched off my alarm and I thought I would just sleep for five minutes. And then that became an hour. Right, and so I again I saw that he trusted to tell me what the reason was. I didn't ask for it because exactly what we said is, hey, no problem. This has happened because there's no pattern, there's no trend yet. There's no there's no need for me to reiterate or attendance policy or this policy or that policy, right? So you know for next time, this is a warning. Like there's there's no need for that, right? So I put it back, and he went to a place of vulnerability-based trust where he's now admitting he literally he literally why. told you. He just said, "Hey, this is what is how I he felt literally told you. He's like about the alarm, and I just I turned, turned my alarm off, and st- I
1: fell asleep.
2: Sleep, fell asleep, right? And, and then my response to
1: anybody, absolutely.
2: But. And it does happen. It does happen. It's not. It could. It does happen. And and the right?
1: question is, is that even a mistake? Like I think, and it's like, well, you made a mistake, or that was a micro failure, or whatever. And sure, it's like, is sure. it a mistake, or is it just part of being a human being? Like that's not a mistake. It's a part of being." a human being.
2: Yeah. And even as we think about the reopening, you know, of the city and all this stuff that's happening, there's going to be some adjustments. Back to your point earlier about checking at the door. It's not like, okay, before, you know, um, COVID, we were on time, we did all these things, because there's going to be a transition period. And I think that's a whole nother thing that we need to be talking about, but that there's going to be a transition period. So my response to that, because I, I want to show my appreciated the honesty, right. And uh, for him to actually step into that, And further building trust. These are some some tips I'm going to give you guys in a second. Um, I continued by saying, no worries, your body and mind uh, needed rest at what it sounds like. Welcome back to the work life. And his response was, the team member's response was, yeah. You know what I mean, and so again, and that's it. There's no need, and you know when we we see this person, we're like, hey, how are you doing? Just to check in. So they could also reaffirm because it's happening via text. They could all we could also reaffirm that hey, it was no issue. Thank you for letting me know. I appreciate that information because it's totally. important, right, for them to see how you received it, right, and, you and not treat real, that differently.
1: You showed real empathy when you said. Like, Hey, your body and mind needed rest. Like, like that's, that's empathy. And maybe I didn't like, maybe he went to bed, like (laughs) maybe he had like 10 hours of sleep and he was just like in that cozy spot and he just kind of dozed (laughs) off or whatever. Like, like the point is you, you actually didn't know, but Mm -hmm. I, I, I think the point is that is that it was an attempt at empathy, and I think that what that does is it creates a safe place. Kyle, I know that we have so much more to say on this, and so I am looking for part two on this podcast. We um,
2: actually should. I really are actually Kyle. We are. Really actually, Kyle, we are. Yeah. We're gonna
1: we're gonna okay. stop it here because I think okay. people have got their microdose for inspired action. So, folks, think about where you can take inspired action in mm. your life right now to create trust through vulnerability. Where could you Make a different change. Maybe you need to go have a conversation with someone where you got mad at them and say, "Actually, I was afraid." Maybe mm-hmm. you need to go to someone and say, "Hey, I overreacted." Or, you know, maybe you need to go to somebody and say, "Look, like I'm, I'm struggling right now for the following reasons."
2: Yeah. And before the next podcast that we talk about this, there's three things I want to leave you with. You Actually, Kyle, to- let's
0: do it in the next one.
2: Okay.
0: See you soon. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca. And tell us, what is the inspired action you took this week? Next week, uninspired action for imperfect humans.
1: Hey, like, I'm not a perfect human being. What we're not going for is perfection, what we're going for is a new relationship with it.